0: Gorgeous George and goes, are you ready? Junkie Nation, are you
1: ready? Well, let's get it on! From the fight capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, this is MMA Junkie Radio. Radio. We roll it!
0: What's going on, Junkie Nation? Gorgeous George and goes reporting for duty here on a Wednesday night for your thursday morning delivery that's right you know i think we're both buzzing here because of the great fight that we saw at pfl what is it pfl 9 2023 playoffs i think that's what it's called officially what a fight between clay collard and shane burgos we'll talk about that oam versus bruno miranda sadabusi versus carlos leal magomed magomed caramoff versus solomon renfro So those eight fighters are the last ones to compete for the last positions in the finals of the PFL 2023 playoffs. We'll go over that. The the Dana White contender series that took place last night, we'll go over that. And then, of course, we'll do a little preview of the fights that are coming up this weekend in Singapore, headlined by Max Holloway and the Korean Zombie, along with the latest news and an interview that we did as well with Brad Tavares. All right, folks, we'll be right back to start the show. All right, folks. So listen, let's get right down to it, man. This might have been the fight of the year. It's at least the fight of the year candidate. Shane Burgos versus Clay Collard was amazing. The only thing that sucked was I had a good feeling that Collard was up to nothing, even though Burgos closed round two very strong and took momentum into round three and clearly won round three. But it was compelling because Burgos was tattering Collard's legs, knocking him down a few times, making him do a pirouette and uh, rolling all the way backwards so that he had to spring up, uh, and it was a matter of can he stop him via those leg kicks or maybe just hurt him with the hands. And like what was pointed out by the broadcast team, who I think they were missing Kenny Florian today, they had Dan Hardy, Randy Couture, and and Sean O'Connell. The other leg might have even been compromised, but uh, in the end, Decision goes to Clay Collar 2-1. Man, I told Ghost today, if it went five rounds, I do not like my chances on Clay Collar. I think I would have taken Shane Burgos with a live bet. What did you think, man? Do you agree? Was this one of the barn burners of the year? Well, I
2: can't believe, even going back to this weekend, how uh, devastating these, these leg kicks have been. And they haven't really necessarily been the calf kicks. You know, They've been a little bit higher, some on the knees, some on the thigh. But uh, this is now the third fight where I thought any second now this dude's going to collapse and can't get back up. And and all three fighters have just gutted through it. But that fight was absolutely amazing. And, and you know what made it even better, George? Mm. Was, uh, I mean, to, please don't take this the wrong way. But they did these little vignettes, right? And they had this just so honest conversation with Clay Collard where he talked about his brother passing away and it actually happening in front of him, And, and it just, it, I don't care who you are, man. You just all of a sudden become a clay Collard fan, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, you just want to see him win. You want to see him do it for his family to lift himself up. And, and it's kind of sad because, you know, he was getting booed and, I think that part kind of sucked, but uh, the fight itself was absolutely amazing. Incredible fight.
0: Yeah. Well, Burgos is Puerto Rican, a Puerto Rican kid from New York, and they were in New York. So I understand the booze. And again, he finished strong. You know, like I say, if there's no ref and they just keep going, pretty much, I think even Collard would admit <laughs> Burgos was just a matter of time before Burgos tagged him. Now, that said, Collard almost knocked out Burgos, he knocked him down. And Collard throws punches so nice, goes. For one, he's got great technique. And remember, he took time away from MMA to polish up boxing. And boy, did it go a long way because he's basically become a brand new fighter since doing that. He's already had some really, really nice upsets over Jeremy Stevens, Anthony Pettis, uh, and now Shane Burgos. Three guys that the PFL signed from the UFC have come over, and they've lost to Clay Collard. So he throws punches nice and he throws combos and different combos, multiple punch combos. He's really, really fun to watch. His wife came in in tears, and I thought that was pretty cool. Pretty cool drama, you know, on television. Uh, then Dan Hardy asked the question kind of to both, but really, I guess we want to hear from the fighter. But then she chimed in, but she kept it brief, she kept it simple my husband's the most exciting fighter here, you know, and then they just kind of walked off. But she was almost holding him up. Mm-hmm. I have I have a very
2: difficult question for you, George. Are you ready? Yeah. Was Shane Burgos a bust for the PFL?
0: No. No, I don't think none of them are because they make the other fighters stars. They bring eyeballs. Remember when we said, who, who was it? I guess it was Randy, I think, Couture. We said, Hey, something must be right because you guys are on. Like, I remember the first year or two, it was like, Well, um, you guys are on ESPN uh, Plus and maybe ESPN 2, and that's about it. You know, and I think the finals, they were able to get some love. They just weren't getting much love. And I swear every week they've been on ESPN, and he goes, Ratings, baby. You know, the ratings are doing well. And so I think, to answer your question, those guys do have some use. The the Stevens, Pettis's, Burgos's of the world. There's some recognition along with the, you know, the, how big that channel is that people are just constantly tuning in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I wouldn't call it a bus. And he was this close. He was this close to advancing to the finals. But he was also
2: this close to not even being there, right? When True. You think about it. I yeah. wonder, I wonder, I think every PFL fighter has this, uh, get out of jail free card that buys them a second season where they go, boy, I wasn't expecting that, but now I got this locked down. I know how to train and next year I'm going to come back and be better than last year. Right. Mm-hmm. They all have that lifeline. I'm willing to give that pass to Shane Burgos. I think he is a good fighter. But this was a rough year for him, and uh, I I hope he could turn it around. He still makes me excited; like he he is one of the reasons why I will tune in and watch a PFL card if I see a name like that. But uh, it's going to be like Pettis, you know, like you either get it done or you don't, or you got to go somewhere else.
0: And this is why I love what Corey Sandhagen did the other day. Maybe I didn't like that he did it for twenty five minutes. Right, but the fact that he unveiled some productive wrestling from his end that got Rob Font off his ass. Rob Font's got a nice jab too. Rob Font's got power, and I can't remember if he tore the tricep in round one or if he came in with the with the arm messed up or what it was. But he made the adjustment and he stayed out of that. I mean, if Burgos takes down Clay Collard, you know, no problem. There's, no, there's, no, there's nothing happening here, right? Um, but a lot of these guys that are kickboxers, that's what they do, you know? And I think you have to just continue to round out your game, but make it so that it's productive as well. Um, he just couldn't get a beat on what Clay Collard was throwing at him. And it wasn't towards the end, but by then he was down two rounds to nothing. But his leg mm-hmm. kicking game was really on point. Rarely do we see the inside of the legs get bruised up as bad as they as this one was. I mean, Clay Collar's legs were jacked, goes. Yeah. Uh, especially it was his left left leg, the inside of the thigh. <laughs> I mean, it was as messed up as I've ever seen that. Uh, usually, obviously, we started the game with outside thigh, then we moved down the calves. Yes, we saw inside calf and inside leg, but not it be debilitating like what we saw today true but
2: uh they've been nasty dude and I can't believe how some of these fighters are I mean I- I'm telling you he is not gonna walk very well tomorrow and really like as this fight's going on all I could think of was the only winner out there was OAM he's probably sitting there going excellent watching mm-hmm. these two guys just beat the crap out of each other
0: yeah Exactly. Uh OAM got the finish too. You know, I've teased him in the past for kind of being a little bit of a decisionator, but lately he's been getting some finishes and he's well-rounded. He's obviously can wrestle, ground and pound, he can strike, he can clinch against the fence. The striking, the open striking isn't as polished just yet as uh, you know, other kickboxers obviously, but still, man, like for that to be his kind of his weakness, it's not bad. He's a big mm-hmm. kid. He's doing well. He defeated Bruno Miranda in the co main event. So your finals are Clay Collard against OAM. Uh they are gonna fight on Black Friday this year. And they said the fights are gonna be in Washington, DC. So that's cool. For the PFL. Uh but sorry, I'm stuck here. Um, OAM is going for his second title in a row is what I meant to say. So he's now won like seven in a row. Natan Schultz, Manfield, Alex Martinez, Stevie Ray, Shane Burgos, Anthony Romero, and Bruno Miranda. And now he gets Clay Collard. So he's not really playing the repeat game either. Mm-hmm. Those are you know, those are decent fighters, and
2: and really what you when you think about like what could be coming in next year, right, for PFL, should they merge merge with uh, Bellator or take some of their fighters or however you want to call it. Um it could be interesting, you know. It could be a really interesting number 2 to the UFC.
0: Right. I agree. They have you know some stuff going on with like the Clarissa Shields and Jake Paul and Francis Ngannou's of the world, Kayla Harris and like okay, here's kind of what we're going to do with our kind of, I guess it's a pay-per-view roster. And then we got the regular season going on. We got something going on in Europe. But now if they absorb Bellator, are they going to also just have cards, you know, like pole cards or whatever that just entertain fans? I don't know. I, I'm anxious to see. I hope it gets done fast. I don't want it to drag on as long as the sale of Manchester United is dragged on. Jeez, but it's, cool. um, it's been cool. That's been cool. Now, also on tonight's card, we had we had uh, the welterweights. Sadabusi goes back to the finals. He defeated Carlos Leal via split decision. And Magomed Magomed Karamov, he faces, sorry, he defeated Solomon Renfro. So he faces Sadabusi in the finals that's coming up here. Now, he's beaten Sadabusi in 2021. 20, I believe it was a playoff fight, and so he eliminated them. So this, uh, this is kind of like them running their back. That should be pretty cool. Uh, I like both guys. I think Magomed, Magomed Karamov, MMK, I think I want to start calling him going forward, is actually a really fun fighter to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do that for Ian uh, Machado Gary, too. Like that's getting old. It's starting to
0: get old, isn't it? It is. It is for sure. Um, you know, I told a buddy, and of course, anybody that's listening to this so far, I guess we ruined it for you. But even if you know the result, just go to ESPN Plus, please, I'm begging you, and watch tonight's main event. It was nuts, man! It was nuts what they hit each other with. It wasn't just the leg kicks. I mean, Collard's boxing was so nice. His head movement was awesome. Even Randy Couture said it. He goes. This guy knows how to move his head, kind of how to bait you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh Burgos started getting comfortable nice with his hands. What's that? that? For as much as they hit each other, his defense was nice, too. It sure was. Yeah. Just go to ESPN+. Plus. It should be there, I imagine, or maybe a later repeat on ESPN. Who knows? But you got to check it out because it's, it's up there. If it doesn't win it, I realize there's popularity of the UFC, but it's got to be uh, – in contention, like one of the five candidates for the 2024 MMA World, uh, World MMA Awards for fight of the year. It was cool, man. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Great fight, yeah. All right, so Dana White Contender Series. This is week three of season seven. They were only down to four fights. And the reason is because a fighter weighed in, uh, way overweight yesterday and he's out. I don't know the names, handy. I apologize, but. The fights that we did get were the following. Luis Pajuelo defeated Robbie Ring via TKO round one. Another Peruvian in the house. Josephine Knudsen defeated Isis Verbique. Oban Elliott defeated Kike Brito. That was a great fight. Zachary Reese defeated Eli Aronoff. He Quick. defeated him via submission in round one. And the ones that got the contracts were Reese, Elliott, and Pajuelo. He said, "Newton," and I appreciated this from Dana, because he could have just said, "All right, you four, you know, at this point, he's batting a thousand, right?" But he said, "You know what?" It, he goes, "I just gotta feel it, and I wasn't feeling; it wasn't jumping out at me, you know." Mm-hmm. Uh, and he denied the young lady, Newton from, I think she's from Sweden.
2: But that's the thing about Dana White's contender series; like, it's called Dana White's contender series. Like at the end of the day, he can make calls like that it's his show, you know? And, and I was kind of feeling the same thing. I was like, I just don't, I don't think the level, the level of her opponent wasn't up to par. I think that kind of hurt her a little bit. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I was, I don't want to say happy. She didn't get a contract, but I I thought it made sense. Now I also thought maybe they should do something like, Hey, we'll bring you back or something like
0: that. You know, it's still early enough that they can bring her in Week ten or whatever, you know what I mean.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: She's undefeated, six and zero. But and if they don't do that, I imagine she could try somewhere else. I think Bellator was trying to establish one fifteen. I know PFL has doesn't have that, and Invicta has just been kind of not having many cards in the last few years. So I guess one championship would be the other spot, and they have some straw weights. But I'd like to see her get another shot this season. And as far as uh, everyone else, yeah, I I could see them coming in. I thought Ovan Elliott was almost going too far. I know Dana White likes to see Mm -hmm. them approach and ask and not beg, but just kind of like, hey, you know, have that passion towards wanting to be in the UFC. But I could have sworn at one point he said, he better give me the contract or – Uh uh, we're gonna have a problem where I'm coming after him, something like that. I don't know if I heard it right. I'd have to go back on ESPN plus I was kind of half-assed watching it, but I was like, What? Wow, okay, slow down, fella. It sounds like you're in, but you know, like chill. He was the one
2: that was flexing and stuff, right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a little out there.
0: Mm -hmm. The Luciano Fajeda and Felipe dos Santos fight. That one was scratched because of the missed weight cut. Uh, and let's see, the I think it was a hater that missed it, but I know the other guy, and I'll tell you here in just a second. He's already been rewarded, he's going to Australia to fight at UFC 293. We're at UFC 293 on September 9th. Adesanya versus Strickland, he gets Manel Cox. So it's Felipe de Santos that, that goes undefeated. So i to know against Manel Cop, 18 and, six. and he's on the main card, bro. I mean, think about mm-hmm. it. One, one day you're on Dana White Contender Series, your guy weighs in heavy, uh, and then they tell you, all right, well, just fly to Australia in a few weeks, you're on the main main card.
2: I mean, I, I think he's getting rewarded, but at the same time, I uh, might have to put a blindfold on him and a
0: cigarette in his mouth, right? Because they're asking a lot out of this kid. Oh, well, the good thing is he's in shape, but yeah, the bad thing is he can't, Really gained too much back. Uh hopefully they paid him. Like I'm sure they took care of him for Dana White Contender Series. And I'm mm-hmm. sure he's gonna get paid more for fighting Manel Cop. And if he beats Manel Cop, holy cow, he's already being beaten a ranked fighter. That would be simply yeah. amazing, you know, <laughs> or that quick of a turnaround. But uh, I don't know if he's gonna be ready. You know, there's still what they call the octagon jitters, it's no joke, and then Manel Cop is man, he's he's very fast. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But Dana White Contender Series 3 out of the 4. Move on. It was a fun night of fights. So we had a Tuesday and, Thursday, sorry, Tuesday and Wednesday uh, offering from PFL and UFC back-to-back. This weekend, we have the fight card in Singapore. But I'll tell you what. Let's go to Brad Tavares. And we'll come back and talk about Singapore a little bit as we close up. And then maybe touch on some of the latest news. Brad Tavares, a big winner at UFC 292. What's going on, Junkie Nation? Gorgeous George and goes reporting for duty here on a Wednesday. It's UFC post UFC two ninety two post fight here for us. Still, we get to congratulate Brad Tavares for the big win that he had over Chris Weidman this past Saturday in Thank Boston. Congrats, Brad! Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. All right. Still looks like the face is recovering little by little, but almost there. Yeah. Little shiner, a little maybe? little black
1: got a little. Ended up getting a little black eye, but mm-hmm. but uh, other than that, pretty overall, pretty good. How's the rest of you feel? Injury free? Um, pretty injury free. The usual. Um, anytime I fight, uh, my legs get you know just a little bumps and bruises because I kick so much. So the normal, the usual, but um, nothing, nothing significant. So I'm pretty injury free. Pretty happy about that. Um. Yeah, no complaints here. You're a veteran, so you can dictate your own
0: terms a little bit more than younger fighters. But are you one of those guys, like a Chris Curtis, that right now, once these legs heal up, you stay in shape? And heck, if somebody needs you in November, December, you're, or maybe even sooner, you're ready to go. Or, or do you
1: like to plan things out with proper camps? Like, what stage are you at right now? Um. No, you know what? Honestly, I, I feel that if I'm injury free as I like kind of like after that last fight, um, not this past one, but the one before Bruno, um, I felt like it, my opinion, early stoppage, right? I'm not taking anything away from Bruno, but I did not feel like hurt. So usually like, okay, if I suffer like a TKO knockout loss, something like that, like I feel like my bell got rung, I'm going to mm-hmm. take some time off because we never know how the brain is uh doing really. Right. Um, obviously i didn't feel that way i felt my wits about me i didn't feel you know at any point like okay i'm concussed or any of that uh so i wanted to get right back in there you know and we took the weidman fight um and kind of feeling that same way right now um i'm gonna let my legs heal a little bit you know again it's just bumps and bruises that every fighter deals with um every fight and get go right back to the drawing board you know have take take a week off or so um sit down with my team um and then discuss what's next. I know that there's a fight card coming up here in Vegas uh in December. I think uh yeah. December 16 or so is that T Mobile. Yeah. Um, you know me, I would love to get, get one in a hometown, but uh yeah, Boston was fun. So uh whatever.
0: Okay, just checking because some of those guys turn it around quick, like
1: Strickland yeah. and
0: Curtis, man, they get down pretty. Pretty quick, like out of nowhere, and and honestly, in the UFC roster, that can happen. The other day on Tuesday, so yesterday, but really yep. Monday, one guy misses weight, so the guy that got left out without an opponent, he's facing your teammate Manel Cop in Australia. I'm like, damn! So he's already in the UFC. He didn't have to go through the no White contender, and he's got a tough customer on you know on day one, but halfway across the ocean as well. Dang, I didn't even know that. I thought Manel was fighting Kakara.
1: He got hurt. He pulled out about a week ago. Oh, shit. I didn't even know that. I'm so far behind. I've been so just in my own little bubble and, you know, with my fight. I don't even know. I, I just seen now the past two days at the gym. So I had no clue. There's no excuses, Brad. You got like six screens behind you.
0: One of them should always be on MMAJunkie.com. You just hit refresh <sighs> two times know, a day and know, go, oh, uh, oh, uh, uh, okay. And then go back to gaming. You,
1: you know that? You know that just, that's yeah, just for. Give him a yellow <laughs> that, card. That, that's you know? just for gaming right there. That's all gaming. <laughs> no, no, no fight watching, no Netflix. That station right there is dedicated to gaming. Do you play with your fans too, or is it is
0: it another type of game?
1: Um, I usually play Warzone. Honestly, ever since Warzone 2 came out, they kind of killed my vibe. Uh, me and the boys haven't been playing all that much. Uh, when Warzone one came out, the Verdansk. Dude, we were on that game like even with kids, even with fight camps I was playing at least, at least this is bare minimum, at least four hours a day, if not more. And mm-hmm. I remember during COVID, bro, during COVID, when we all, all my friends and I got sick together, perfect timing. We all were in quarantine, and dude, we were playing literally all day, every day during COVID. Well, what was the, the quarantine? Ten days at that point. Mm-hmm. Um. So for a ten day span, and we all got it together, we were playing at least twelve hours a day. Wow! Yep, we couldn't do anything. We were, I was stuck down here. Um, you know, so what's the difference between the War Game One and War Game Two? The, the War Zone One it was fun, and Warzone War Zone Two is ass. Oh yeah, War Zone Two is like the fucking Wish Wish version of Warzone yeah. One. You know?
0: I remember Johnny Hendricks was good at video games, and he used to play with a lot of his fans or listeners of our show. He, I guess, you guys would just say, "Hey, this is where I'm at. This is my my call sign or whatever. Join me." But I don't know if you've been playing
1: that type of game or if you just playing more. No, of no. So, group. so I have. So I usually okay. So Warzone is uh is it's teams up. Well, you could do anywhere from solo, duo, trio, quad, right? Um, but it's really teamwork. Um, communication is very important. So it's it's kind of hard to play with uh randoms because mm. you gotta like really learn their style. You gotta learn each other's uh way of communicating. So uh, I kind of stick to my boys. You know what I mean? Like I, I get all serious with with warzone. Like warzone can give me the same <laughs> type of feels that fucking watching a raiders game can. You know, and when we catch that dub, I'm excited. I'm fucking flexing in front of my screen. Um just like at a Raiders game when we win, you know? But, uh, yeah, so I, I've played with uh, randoms in the past, and it never goes well. No. Um, they just want to talk about fighting and this and that. I'm like, bro, I right now I could give a fuck about fighting. Please focus on these guys trying to kill us and winning no. this damn game. So, yeah, <laughs> it, it never goes It never goes well. It, it's, I got a player, guys, that is all business.
0: Have you ever played with a random that's telling you the opposite? Like, bro, come on, man. Pick up the slack here. I'm carrying your ass. Or are you kind Never. of one of the, the stars out no,
1: there? I'm kind of – I mean, I'm not one of the fucking best players. There's really good players out there. I'm okay. I'm decent. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely, though, like of my squad, I'll take that leadership role. Fucking this is where we're going. This is what we're doing type deal. I love it. All right. No wonder when we oh. went to the military trips,
0: you were kind of all into that. Like, I mean, you were really lazy oh, hell yeah. from the minute we yeah. landed.
1: Yeah, I like I like yeah. the I like that shit. Like I I like you know like it's like I never been in the military. Um, I have people close, um, friends and family members that have, but uh, that when we went, that that's why it was very cool for me to see that you know because like I love these, um, war type games and whatnot. So it was cool to like get behind the scenes of how these dudes prepare and whatnot
0: for anyone that thinks i'm joking man i even caught brad kicking a girl in the stomach no i'm just kidding yeah it was in the chest it, 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 it was, was in Felice the chest Herrick, mma fighter they, they they coordinated i'm just joking so let's let's focus back on the fight then the fight was very very entertaining um you really really i mean i i can only imagine what his legs feel like i saw yeah. Algernon yeah. sterling's he did a video and in the background you see weidman in the wheelchair with his knee taped up although he says he thinks he avoided major damage you just obviously bruised the shit out of him but was that yeah. kind of like your
1: type of fight is that how you envisioned it against one of the best middleweights ever um yes exactly we knew what type of fight he was going to bring you know boxer wrestler very good wrestling um so our plan was to keep it moving never give him the opportunity to get comfortable never give him the opportunity to settle in, into a shot or a a clinch or a body lock, any of that, you know, um, very respected him very much. And even a lot of times when I had him hurt, I didn't want to just go rushing in there and he just clinches me up, slows the fight, is able to recover and potentially get me to the ground, you know, cause he has a wicked ground game as well. He's long, he's strong and he's a vet. So, um, definitely. I feel like we fought the fight to our game plan to a T. Yeah. You know, he had said pre fight that one
0: thing he wanted to do was test his leg right away. I mean, right away and start kicking. I watched the fight and maybe occasionally I'll look down to maybe tweet something or I don't know, take a drink of a beer. I don't know, but I didn't see him use his injured leg to kick you much. Ghost says he did.
1: But I nah. don't think I saw much of it. Um, he, he, I believe he did throw a kick eventually, maybe even one. Um, yeah. I asked him about it. It was funny. While we were waiting there um, for them to read the scorecards, I, like he and I were just talking. And I was like, bro, I thought you – like I was waiting for you to throw that kick, man. He's like, nah, i just just fucking with you. Um, you know, and then even in the back we talked about it. And he talked about, like, the, the injury with uh, Uriah and stuff and, and like, you know, like, he's never been a kicker. Um, yeah. and the times that I feel like he's like, obviously, you want to mix up your game and throw kicks in there, but um, as far as for him, like, a few of the times that, in my opinion, when he's thrown a kick, it, you know, it's really obviously the one with Uri- Uriah really didn't work in his favor. Um, yeah. and then even against Rockode, I, I felt like he was winning, rock beating Rockode on his way to dominating and beat and um, retain that was a title fight, right? Retaining his yeah. title. And then he threw that fucking weird-ass, uh, what was it, hook kick or spinning back or something. And Rocco mm-hmm. took his back, took him down, and then that was like the beginning of the end. So, uh, yeah, you know, he, he's he's always, in my opinion, when I look at him as a fighter, I've always broken him down as a good boxer with excellent wrestling and a great ground game. Yeah. Um. It, it just
0: makes me think... Cause they, um, I'm you know Conor McGregor's always saying now I got a titanium rod and it's not gonna break, you know. And I'm wondering shit. Like I wonder if that gives them even more confidence to kick with it. But seeing Chris not kick much, although you just correctly pointed out he doesn't kick much to begin with. Yeah. I wonder if McGregor, maybe it's such a mind fuck this injury that it takes that long to get back, and when they do get back, it's hit or miss as far as whether they can regain their original form
1: you know i wonder if this is a, yeah. a preview to mcgregor well it, it, it might be you know um and only the thing is that only they know this only only chris knows how he's really feeling about that leg only mcgregor knows how he's really feeling about his um but you know mcgregor is a is a loud mouth. um so he 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 yaps a lot and i'm sure you know like I'm sure you guys have seen or heard or listened to whatever that stupid rant he went on about me. Um and, and I'm sure it stems from sharing a similar injury with Chris. Um but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what, what's up with Connor. He's an idiot. How did you interpret it, his rant? I I didn't first of all I didn't even listen to it. I I heard what the media told me. They were like, Oh, he called you this, he called you that. And, and, hey, I welcome it. You guys know that McGregor is, is the cash call, you know? So if McGregor is calling me out, hey, perfect. And I even, like, I've even said it, like, hey, you want to come up to 185? Like, I know he's heavy right now. I don't know if he can even make 170. He's all juiced out to the gills, you know? So if you want to come up to 185 and you want to take your frustrations out with your leg, if you think you can do a better job than Chris did, then by all means, let's go, you know? And, and I've even, I've even said it, like, I'll sign some waiver or disclaimer or whatever it needs to be that I, I'm okay with him not being in the USADA testing pool. You know what? I'm all for it. Like, take all the juice that you want. Come fight me at 185, and I promise I will smash your legs even worse. And if that's what he's worried about, because I know he is, doesn't Zufa have bo- Zufa boxing? We could box, you know? Like, I'm smashy there too. I love it. All right. I'd watch that. Yeah. Yep. And it will, he'll be like pride, you know, like no testing, all juiced up, <laughs> and I'll be the UFC.
0: And then they just pay you guys with uh, briefcases full of cash money instead of the normal let's, way wiring.
1: Let's
2: do it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Brad. So going back to the fight there for a second. Yep. Um, knowing Chris Weidman's Chris Weidman's situation, coming off the injury, all that. You mm-hmm. know, people kind of shuffling him out the door. Did it make it any more difficult to fight the guy? Like, at the end of the day, you guys are fighters, but you're also human beings, and you're a father. I know that, you know, you can get emotional sometimes, too. Was it any different fighting this guy? Did it ever kind of hit you at any moment?
1: Nah, maybe after the fight. And don't get me wrong, he's a great guy. Um, I wasn't sure what to... I knew he was a good guy, a stand-up guy, a respectful guy. Um, But man, the dude is such a great guy. Like, as soon as the first time we ran into each other fight week, you know, he kind of stopped me, and he's like, like, nothing to talk about fighting or, or anything. He's just like, hey, what's up, Tavares? You know, like, and then he's like, t- his his wife is from Hawaii, so he's telling me, he's like, you know, I think um you and my wife might be related, like distant cousins, and I was like, bro, I do not doubt that for a second. You know, I do not doubt it at all. Like, that's how Hawaii works. You could be friends or know somebody for years and then later down the line you'll find out like oh her cousin or his cousin is your cousin and this that and then you connect the dots and you're like oh yeah okay so we are related um but yeah su- such a great guy um but obviously he's out there to take me out so i'm not gonna for a second ease up you know um i, I like right after the fight obviously yeah I, I feel for him you know but that that's our job that we went out there to do that If if he's out there and the the shoe is on the other foot and he's smashing my legs and my legs are compromised, I'm sure he still does it too. You know, like the the thing people got to understand that this is not a team sport. This is not uh, a football or a baseball, you know, this is fighting. We're out there fighting. We're out there trying to hurt each other. You know, this is not karate or Taekwondo where we're scoring points or, or jujitsu even, you know, there's, there's, we're out there to try and take each other out. You know, so you got to have bad intentions behind it. Um, and I know, regardless of our relationship outside of the fight, uh, I know that his intentions were bad and as were mine.
2: Speaking of bad intentions during the fight, was there ever a moment where he rocked you? Did
1: he ever uh, get to you at all? No, he, he hit me uh, a few shots backing up, and I feel like I uh, he got me off balance. You know, he, he's he's really long. Um, he has a he has a good reach. So a few times where I backed out, I thought he's not going to get to me, um, and he did, and he caught me like you know on the way back. So yeah, he, did did he hit me with some shots? Sure, um, but at no point did I feel compromised or or out of my wit. I was, in fact, I feel like this is the most focused um, in a fight I've ever been. Um, I was locked in. I, I knew the game plan. You know, I feel like in my last two fights prior um my own mental lapse is what cost me the fight you know um against Dreykus round 1 like i feel like i just no matter what he threw at me i completely dominated him um i felt his shots and i hit him with better shots the wrestling i dominated the ground i dominated and i and i know walking uh, back to my corner in between rounds i remember telling myself like oh i got this guy like he has nothing for me and you know i think somewhere along the line maybe even subconsciously me telling myself that maybe eased me up a little bit because if you watch me come out in that second round like i like had no respect for him and i just started brawling which is stupid like if i would have just stuck to my game plan what i did in the first round touch move touch move like he comes forward get back counter the whole fight would have went would have been 30 27 for me the whole fight you know but uh Again, not, not taking anything away from Dracus. Um, and then again with Bruno, same thing. I was I was, in my opinion, piecing him up, and he caught me. That was he did what he had to do. But in that moment, instead of me being smart and sharp and focused, he caught me, and I almost was like, I don't know, maybe my ego got in the way, and I was like, okay, like you can hit me, while, like I can hit you back. And instead of evading and moving or even clinching and slowing the fight till till I was recovered and whatnot, no, I I I I've brawled with him a little bit. I backed up and he caught me again, which dropped me. And then they stopped the fight. So I knew with Chris that I had to be sharp bell to bell, even before the bell, you know, from walkout to bell, from warm-up to bell. So that that's what I was really focused on and and I believe that I I went out there and did that.
2: Your victory was a little bittersweet for me. I was happy that you won. But at the same time, I was a little upset that they didn't give you mic time afterwards. Because I would have been upset on any other situation. But on top of everything, I thought yeah. you probably had some good words to say and inspirational words for your fellow Hawaiians. I did. And I, was I was a little upset that you didn't get that. Do you have a reason why or... Or did, did it bother you at all?
1: Oh, uh, it did not bother me at the end of the day. I get it. The, sh- the show goes on. I know it was because of um, timing issues and having the main card start. And then because we had those couple nut shots in the fight, it went over a little bit longer. You know, it was a few minutes. They run it so precisely, you know, like even like before the fight ever started, uh, at the beginning of fight week, before we even got there, I talked to Dean, you know, Dean Klein, and he's one of like, uh, the main guys back there at blue shirts, um, operations, or I don't know his title. Uh, but I even asked him, I said, Hey, cause I was, there was some confusion on my part as to where card placement we would be. Initially we were supposed to be main card before the coal main. Um, and then some fights got added and we got bumped to the, the premier, uh, preliminary fight, um, or the featured preliminary fight. Sorry. Uh, and then, when garbrandt fell out i seen a bunch of cards put us back uh, on the main card now so i was very confused but anyway i reached out to dean and i asked him i said hey where am i on the card and then he said you're the the featured prelim um we're gonna walk at roughly 9 30. so these guys got it down to a T of when things are gonna run how long it's gonna take you know they've been they do this week in week out all year for years so they had us walk exactly when we were supposed to. They expect the fight to go 15 minutes if there's no, you know, what whatever happened, if the fight is not stopped, yada, yada, yada. So I wasn't upset about it. I was bummed, as were you, because I really just wanted to use that platform to spread awareness for what is going on in Maui and try and help the people that need the help get the help they need.
0: Since then, the president's been there. A few days have gone by. Has the situation – it's tough to say because I know this could be a 5, 10-year recovery, honestly. But in yeah, yeah, initial situation, be. are things settling down in paving the road to recovery? I know that – I mean, I know they're still finding bodies. Uh, some are missing. You know, just give us your thoughts. And I believe you have a father-in-law that's really close yep. to the situation, right? Yeah,
1: my father-in-law. So he, he is uh... – he, he works for the county um and he's always been a person to give back and 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 you know very giving of his, of his time and and everything else um so w- when this all happened what was it two weeks ago now three weeks ago um whenever mm-hmm. it happened on that tuesday uh they created a shelter at uh the war memorial which is a gymnasium and they hold fights there so it's a it's a big gym um they turned it into a like a shelter and he was helping, spearheaded and and helping the people, intake the people and get them the things they needed. And I know those first couple of days, he's probably lucky if he slept a few hours within those couple of days. You know, just and and we were hearing it from him, like before we seen any of the footage posted, we were hearing from him like what it looked like, what it seemed like, and and the type of words being used was like war zone, apocalyptic, like those yeah. type of things. And then you see the videos and that's exactly what it was like it literally looks like a war zone like when they when they go to afghanistan and iraq um and they visit these cities that are war torn and that are actual war zones that's what that's what it seemed like you know like the the place just got obliterated um and then all the stories coming out in the in the following days about the things that people that we personally know that are trying to help are seeing, you know, the first responders, um, and just other people in the community. Um, it's, 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 it's tough. You know, it's like, like I said, the media is there for whatever reason, you know, uh, for censorship reasons or whatever, maybe they're not getting the full story, but it's, it's sad. You know, they, in the, in the coming days, they find bodies, um, like families, that were trapped or, or whatever, just holding each other, burnt, burnt to ashes. Uh-oh, um, man. yeah, little, like the most recent one, uh, little boy, they found him, um, in the, in, in his house, like burnt with his dog. You know what I mean? Oh. Like just crazy yeah. stuff, like families burnt together in cars. Like it's just, it sucks. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's a lot, it, it's going to be a lot of sadness for a long time. Um, and I, I'm not sure, like, I'm, I'm not heard anything about, I'm hoping that with the president being there that, you know, that like him seeing it firsthand, he, he gets stuff moving, you know? Um, I know he put out like a emergency bill for Maui for 12 billion or whatever, but then tacked on some 24 billion or millions or I don't know for Ukraine. I'm like, dude, like. I feel for the people of Ukraine. I do. But this is a part of America. This is part of the USA. You know what I mean? Like, these are American citizens. This is your home. This is your home country needs your help. Like, I think Ukraine needs to go on a back burner, you know? And, And this is no disrespect to the people of Ukraine and everything that they're dealing with. But this is at home. This is at home. Yeah, Hawaii might be not part of the... the the mainland and the contiguous or whatever they said, 48 states, but Hawaii is America. Hawaii is a state, the 50th state, you know, Mm -hmm. the Aloha state, and that's what we need right now. You know, that's what they need. They need all the help they can get. Hawaii's a badass state. I've been there five
0: times. It's beautiful. It is part of our country. Yes, it's not part of the continental because Alaska and Hawaii are outside of the continental, but it's just as much, Part of our family, and I hope you guys get all the support you need—not just for two weeks, two months, but for the next, like I said, five, ten yeah. years. It's going to yeah. take a long time to rebuild. It's take a, a long lot, time. A lot of mental health resources are going to be needed, aside from construction, reconstruction. Uh, a lot of people did see a lot of horrible things or experience horrible things. Some people don't even know. Some people can't even have proper burials or anything. I saw uh goes—you might remember a guy named J.V. Romero. He came to the studio. Older guy lives in Idaho, and he posted something on Facebook yesterday, late night. And he said, "Man, every time I went to Maui, this guy greeted us. I think he worked at the hotel where they used to go, and he almost became a buddy. And he says he didn't make it. And I was like, God, like, is this is just? It's horrible because there's still bodies that aren't accounted for, you know and You just hold your breath like, could this be someone I knew or someone close to me who it's close to them? And it's brutal, man. It really is. Um, All right, Brad, not to obviously minimize what we're talking about, which is probably the most important thing we're talking about, but back to you here. Um, Do you have a name or two that interests you at this point? Do you want to avenge losses? Do you want to take out a rival? Do you want to go into someone's hotel? hometown and and beat them up there or or
1: anything that gets closer to the title what's your game plan I mean obviously I would love to get it back with with some of the people that I've dropped to right um one of those being Dreykus you know Mm -hmm. after me he went on he went on a run um and if I could get that fight back I would love that um, obviously, where he is and where I am right now, coming off—well, I come—I'm coming off a win, but before that, two losses. Um, it, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I've seen his book with Whitaker, but somewhere in the near future, if somehow I could run that back, oh yeah, I would love that. Outside of that, you know, I haven't really um, sat down with my coaches yet to talk about it, or with Ali, or or anything like that. Um, name outside of that, I'm serious. Like I want—I would love to do fight the juiced up Conor McGregor. You know, so mm. <laughs> I know that's far fetched. I know that'll never happen. But uh, yeah, if if you're asking me my wish list, that would be on it. You know, we like like I said, I, we could do it boxing, so he doesn't have to worry about me kicking him. I don't need to worry about banging out my legs for no reason. Um, but yeah, that's easy money.
0: Hmm. Well, if I do see that one day, I'd like to see MMA because when I see boxing, I love boxing. I always wonder, God, well, what if? They could elbow, what if they fought situation, or yeah. you know, breaking <laughs> off of a clinch, man. Some of those moves, when you break off of a clinch, are so sweet. Um, all right, just a couple more here. Uh, oh, I'll wait, make it real George,
2: quick. George yeah. there, there is one other option. Has he hmm. seen your truck, Brad? Have you
1: ever shown what? him your truck? No. You could show <laughs> well, him. We truck. can could show my truck i got a few new toys to show them on my truck it'd be very i've believable. seen that on
0: instagram you got that horn going on man so like yep. for one if you were to ever see hey let me show you my truck i'd be like nope i already know what happens then <laughs> but apparently there's this other thing going on with the horns how many bodies have you laid out with that are you are you like in the hundreds now i i found about 10
1: on your Instagram. oh, oh th- yeah that's just the ones i've been able to capture on film what would be really great and it's something I've been planning ever since I got it is I'm going to take, I'm going to take my, my show down to the strip. Um, but I really need somebody with me because dude, it's too much to worry about driving uh, and honking and filming. Like, yeah, I'm probably breaking a whole bunch of laws while I'm doing it, you know, like fucking not focusing and hands free and this and that. But, uh, is yeah, that horn I,
0: Does that break the law by the way?
1: Uh, no, it's a safety. You need it for safety. <laughs> well, so I'm curious because, can-
0: <laughs> on the strip you could probably like mop up like 20 at a time cuz it's so packed
1: you know what i mean yes but that's why i need somebody that can focus on them while i focus on the road and right. not crashing my truck you know like my my wheels are so wide um that would like what an asshole i would look like i'm fucking over there scaring somebody and then i hit a curb or something curb my rims <laughs> Like (laughs) fucking jokes on me, you know what I mean? So I gotta make sure that when we do that, the strip is much tighter, much more busy. I gotta make sure I got somebody there to do the filming, maybe even the honking. But uh yeah, that's that's in the future for sure. That's hilarious.
0: I think Nick Sick would be a good partner in crime.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He he definitely (laughs) would be. He'd probably get carried away with it though. He'd be like, Oh, let me do it, let me do it. Let's get this guy, let's get this girl. Yeah. Um, last
0: one. So you kind of already cleared it up. You and Weidman were cool before the fight, cool after the fight. But in the middle of the fight, he was talking to you. You know what I mean? Um, that was just in the moment kind of like that mental warfare. Or did he ever tell you anything afterwards? It was something he didn't appreciate? Or what What happened there no. when he was kind of like yelling at you?
1: Nah. So he was saying he was calling me on. I kicked him. And he was like, yeah, come on. Come on. And he he pointed at me for whatever reason. It probably did get himself in a mental aspect of Hey, these fucking kicks hurt, but you know what? Fuck you. Like, let's fight. We fighting. Um, and to me, that like made made me respect him even more. Um, not respect yeah. as as far as like, oh, I'm gonna back off. Cause he called, he's like, Yeah, kick me or whatever. And I immediately kicked him again. You know what I mean? Like, you tell me to kick you, I'm gonna kick you. Um, but uh afterwards, definitely like definitely lived up to what I thought he was and and, and then some um because that right there i know for a fact everybody knows you seen him afterwards you know like he couldn't walk uh i know though in in the moment i could see it in his body language i could see it in his face i knew that the kicks were hurting him bad like bad bad i really thought i was going to be able to stop him with the leg kicks i thought regardless of how tough he is mentally and how much heart he has his body cannot hold up to this regardless of broken legs or not. And that wasn't even the compromised leg I was kicking. I just knew like I've kicked people in the gym with those. And they've asked me to to like, Hey bro, please like fucking like, you know what I mean? We're just sparring and I'm not throwing it a hundred. Uh, we have mm-hmm. shin pads. Both of us have shin pads on, but it's just a damaging kick you know, whatever, for whatever reason, not a lot of meat there on the leg and and nerves or whatever it is. So I thought for sure, okay, he's going to go down. He, he cannot stand up. And what I'm going to do if he thinks that I'm going to fucking go on the ground with him. Boy, you crazy. I'm going to call him right back up and kick him right back down until they stop the fight. And dude, he fucking manned it. He manned it. I heard him early in the second. He finished the second. He finished the third and got through the fight. Like so props to Chris Weidman, man. He just showed the the heart and and the mind of a champion right there.
0: Yeah, no doubt. A lot of toughness that night, man. I thought Amanda Limo was hanging in there for five rounds too, man. That was pretty oh, amazing. Oh yeah, she's tough, and oh, she got man. a fucking rocket right hand, dude. So like he she sure does. I'm glad you said that. It's a perfect description. A couple times when she landed it, man, I was like, hey, like I mean, yeah. it was coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, she she. She fucking throws it. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, congrats again. Uh, we'll let you get back to recovery, game time, family time, whatever. Uh, again, our best to you, your family, your extended family friends in Hawaii. Thank you, guys. Uh, our our hearts are broken as well because, like I say, it's been a lot of devastation out there. Um, and anyway, buddy, we will see you at the gym and properly give you a handshake and a hug. That was a great performance. Fun fight to watch. Thank, and thank you for the time today.
1: And Wait, before we go, I got a question for you, George. Mm. Was, was it really just preseason, though? Like, that's it? Uh, it's, it's just preseason. <laughs> that's just preseason. We got our asses whooped, yeah. Um, you know, it's
0: funny because, uh, ba- you know, Baltimore has, hasn't lost, like, in seven years of preseason games. In game. preseason? Like, they take it serious, and they just went down to go as commanders. Um, I don't know. I I, I just want to get out of there healthy. I don't care about the way yeah. I don't even have much interest in the game, to tell you the truth. But same, game, same. you got to be competitive. It's just like if you yeah. walk, you're at a sporting goods store and you see a ping pong table, and you tell your buddy has
1: played a play seven, and you play, you want to win. You
0: yeah, you got to win. win. Yeah. yeah. Nah, I'm
1: I'm the, I'll I'm pick the that same up. way at all. I don't pay much attention to the preseason. I don't get excited by it. If last season tells you anything, we went undefeated last preseason, and then look how the season went. We fucking mm. was almost just defeated. So I, I don't pay too much mind to preseason. I just like to give the Niners shit, you know? Like, the Niner fans, oh. especially, like, when you guys are doing good, start to get super proud. It was funny, though. There was fans – there was a lot of red at the stadium, right, that day? Yeah. And all of those fans was like, yeah, it's that. Not... Sorry. Sorry. All those fans are like, yeah, this, that, whatever. Like, we're going to whoop that ass, blah, blah, blah. And then after the game or even during, you know, you talk to them like, oh, what now? And they're like, it's just preseason. Like, you just <laughs> was saying you're going to whoop that ass, but it's just preseason? Mm-hmm. But, uh, nah, I, I, what I will take from it, though, is that mm-hmm. uh, overall, like, team seems to be gelling, which I like. And to me, the biggest takeaway, like, I'm really, really waiting. I'm, I hear he's going to play this week against the Cowboys. I've, I've been dying to see uh, Tyree Wilson play. Mm. Um, but I've been super impressed by Aiden O'Connell. Because when they drafted him, I was like, who? And I'm sure everybody was like, who? who who's this? Um, and he's looked good out there, you know. Like, uh, and, and I'm not delusional. Like, I still – I know Jimmy G is QB1. But should he Jimmy wins. G – should Jimmy G happen to get hurt, which is very, you know, knock on wood, yeah. hopefully not, but very likely um, Aiden O'Connell is, is, is looking nice.
0: Five years ago, you guys had one of the best offensive lines. I don't know if it's still there or what, but if you can protect them, he wins. He wins playoff games. He wins regular season games. He does get hurt. The big enchilada, though, man, he came up a little short there. Some key games he has come up a little short, but most of the time he can give you some good wins. So I wish you the best of luck. I like Jimmy G. Uh, He was a gamer, man. But, okay, the the last thing here is the Boston jersey. Was it just a token to Boston because you were there? Or are you an actual Celtics fan? Because it don't sit well with
1: with these Lakers fans over here. Oh, Lakers, fucking yellow and purple, Yuck. Um no when I I've been always more of a so I'm a diehard football fan you guys know that yeah for basketball I like watching basketball but mostly when it gets to playoffs and finals um and growing up in Hawaii I've been like more of a player fan right than a team fan like when I was growing up I love Michael Jordan obviously everybody did um alan iverson I, but it's funny i didn't even i didn't even really care for kobe when he was playing it wasn't until after he retired and then he started doing a whole bunch of interviews and like talking about the mama mentality when you really got to see what that was i became a kobe fan and and the day he passed like i shed a tear literally like i i was sad um because we lost a, a great human um and a competitor. Um, but yeah, in uh, I used None to really justifying
0: re- why you wore a Celtics jersey. Then. No, no,
1: no. So I, I, used to really rock with with Boston in like uh, like eight, nine, ten. I really loved that team. Jesus, mm. um, Rondo, uh, Perk, Paul Pierce, Garnett. Like, I, I, really liked that team. I was, I was riding with them, um, rocking with them. And then when that team kind of dispersed, you know, I didn't really. I wasn't really following Boston all that much, but I, I've always like I that was one of my favorite teams um watching them and and cheering for those guys. Uh but yeah, the the, the jersey to Boston, yeah. I, we uh we got the opportunity uh to meet uh their head coach, Missoula. He came out with us, spent a little time with us. Um, so yeah, definitely we, we built a friendship, um, and I'm definitely rocking with Boston, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and so when we went out there, it was just, it was a shout, like, I'm not a diehard Boston Celtics fan, you know, um, outside of those years that I was really rooting for them. Um, but yeah, it it was more of a a shout out to Boston. Um, and then if you seen the Jersey, it was Tavares and number 15, you guys know who number 15 is? Um... No, they've retired a lot of them, so
0: uh, I don't know who, who is 15. That was for my 15th UFC win. Oh, nice. I okay, I like it. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, yeah. so good, a little, good for you, so then. A little But you you and Cheeto Vera broke my heart. Cheeto Vera's wearing a Shaq jersey. I'm like, Shaq only played one year for him, it was the yeah. last year, he barely got any minutes. How about the Lakers and the three titles? How about the fact that it is in Costa Mesa, right up the road from the Staples Center or the crypto.com ah. thing? And one was, other thing, uh, the Lakers used to go to Hawaii every year for the training camp. How you didn't connect with them, mama I, mentality? You said I'm on, I'm on, green.
1: I'm on, I'm on the Big Island. Lakers didn't come to no Big Island.
0: <laughs> well, Hawaii, Hawaii, Bro, right? I mean, I'll, but...
1: I'll tell you this though: if we ever go to uh, Staples, uh, I, I'm still not putting on a purple or yellow jersey. I will put oh, on man. a black Kobe Bryant jersey just because he's the mini goat under MJ and that's it. Just, just, res- just respect to, in fact, you know what I'm going to do? If I ever fight there, I'm going to make a uh, 24 Bryant Jersey, but it's going to be Raiders on the front. So everybody's going to be super confused. It's going to be a black basketball Jersey with, it's going to say Raiders on the front, Bryant 24 on the back. <laughs> number 16. Oh, no, wait, number 24. No, you should I'm, I'm going to, no, no, I'm going to really rock – no, that, I'm going to pay a tribute to Kobe, so I have to rock his number. Can Man. you do us one favor? Yeah. Do you have well, HBO Max? I don't. I used to have it, and then when I canceled DirecTV, I never signed up for it again. All but right, after this, it? just just text – no, after this, just text me your login, bro. I'll watch I whatever you want me to. Watch
2: Winning Time, all right? Winning it's, Time, uh, who's uh, it with? It's there's a lot of good actors
0: in it. Okay, John Uh, C. Riley, Adrian Brody, um, they're both in it and they do excellent jobs. Michael Chiklis, he does Red Hour back from Boston. So there's a lot of what
1: what is uh what is it about like sports about
2: the the early days of the Lakers Showtime team? Okay, so how Magic Kareem all those guys got together and all that. It's a really good show. Okay. And then make up your mind about this Boston stuff.
1: All right. Just do us that favor, okay? Bro, I, I will take green and white all day over purple and yellow. Uh all right. I can't. All right, do, do you have it, Paramount bro. Plus? I can't I have Paramount Plus, but we okay, watch they it.
2: might have Boston's uh show. I think it's called Losing Time or something like that. Watch that, <laughs> yeah. how that is
1: hey problem plus is great though i just started like rocking with yeah. it i didn't even i didn't know i had it it was part of my walmart plus subscription so i started watching all the shows on there all taylor sheridan stuff dude i yeah. love all his mm-hmm. stuff mayor of kingstown um tulsa king with stallone mm-hmm. and then really obviously obviously the 18 the 18 and the 19 what yeah 1883 and 1923 is it yeah watched all of those even lioness is good
0: you know, before yeah. the Celtics won, like, 08, 09, they had yep. won a bunch of titles, but I think it was, like, 1883, 1923. <laughs> Most <laughs> of the last 40 years have been the Lakers, dog. We we, we have the same amount of titles, though, but the, Lakers sh- the Celtics shit is ancient.
1: When 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 is the um, Lakers-Celtics playing in L.A.? Usually on Christmas or something like that. Oh, that's right. Missoula did tell us they're out here, West Coast, for five days Um, during that time. Okay, I'm gonna go to that game. Hmm. I'm gonna go to that game, and you know where I'll you're be wearing—I'll be wearing a Celtics jersey for sure. Man, it's
0: starting to bother me now, because he doesn't back it up with enough data. I don't they had need a 2 data, run, The colors—the colors, the colors he, are he's, nicer. He's got the Mamba mentality. He thinks Kobe's the mini goat. We're—we're um, we're almost. But, here but on I'm, the West Coast, the Raiders are a but West Coast team. But I was a, but but I was a fan. You just kind of find something. With, do with the green or whatever i mean i don't know about this i don't know about the cut like i would have told missoula hey it's nice to meet you shook his hand and then went about my business but for some reason like this 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 thing's
1: taken over i guess No, yeah yeah. from like from like 2008 yeah from like 2008 to maybe like 2012 Mm -hmm. i was actually like uh i was really rocking with celtics like just watching them and cheering for them um But after that, team dispersed, you know, uh, after they broke up and. uh, Hey, Brad, do me a favor. Yes. Go like this. The other hand is
0: being used to hold the camera? Yeah. Okay. So just go with, no, give me the one hand. Okay. Now I know you can't do no trick, no trickery. Name one Celtic.
1: (laughs) Jesus Shuttlesworth. Who? Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh, like, like right now? Yeah. Jason Tato, Marcus Smart. Oh, right, um, right. I thought I had you. I thought I had you.
0: I thought you were a casual. And What's up with that knuckle? Show me the knuckle again. Oh, that's, that's, that's oh, how my knuckle is. That. That's yep. like brass knuckles. Yeah, Holy that's, that's cow, a, look at that. That's a dozer knuckle. Is that mm. swollen still from Saturday, or that's just the way it's always rocking? Nah, that's how it is. Jeez, can you imagine getting that one in the eyeball? In the eye socket? <laughs>
1: Holy oh cow. shit! It looks super weird on the camera right now. It looks like but it's having no, kind of an yeah, erection. It,
0: yeah,
1: <laughs> it looks like it's happy. I was happy to see I, you guys.
2: I feel like if we were playing paper rock scissors and I did paper, he would still somehow win. <laughs> yeah, still that, that's ripping through paper,
1: hundred percent. That's crazy. Hmm. All right, but hey, you know when so, I say Jesus Shuttlesworth, were, you know who I'm referencing, right? No. Come Ooh. on, come on! There's you guys heard? letting me down. He Jesus Shuttlesworth. Come on. Don't do this to me. I'm going to be Who's disappointed that? in you guys. Who's
0: Jesus shuttleworth
1: goes. is Googling it right now. He got game.
0: I never you know? saw
1: it. Uh. Oh. Ray Allen. Ray Allen played Jesus Shuttlesworth. Oh. And okay. he got game. So I always, I've always called him that throughout like his career. Like Jesus. Okay. But usually he when I do call opinion. him that. People know, yeah, for Ray sure. Ray Allen did that game for sure, man. All right, he's my all-time uh, greatest shooter. I know Steph is ridiculous and breaks every record, broke them all. We'll have him for ever and ever. But to me, when you need somebody to shoot that you can count on, that's Ray Allen all day, in my opinion. Fair enough. Like, All right. Like, if I if, if I had to take – if if I need to give the ball to Steph or to Ray Allen, Ray Allen is taking that shot.
0: He had to go overboard. <laughs> he had to go. Are you sure? Ray
1: Allen is taking that shot. Definitely not well, LeBron. They're both money,
0: man. They're both money. I can't hate on either one. But, you know, it's a it's a different game now. And so this guy's just shattered so many records. Oh, Steph Curry, he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they're both studs. I'll give them that. All right thank you bradley good talking fellas we'll see you guys at the gym we'll see you at the gym soon all right yeah all right guys thank you all right that one went longer than usual but that was a fun chat we talked about a lot
2: yeah some of that was just unavoidable and i mean come on do you guys like video games you guys like other sports so i'm sure i'm sure you weren't dying there
0: the raiders the celtics those are squads all right all right um that's why it all started with him giving me a hard time about the uh, Raiders blasted the Niners a few weeks ago here in <laughs> Las Vegas. And <laughs> he has a good memory. He took it. He took it out on me. All right. Uh, what about MVP? He says he can 100% see himself in the UFC. Is this the spot for him, because, Uh He's 30, 36. It's a stacked division. And frankly, <sighs> I don't know, like, as we're talking about PFL, I'd love to see him versus Magomed, Magomed Karamov or Sadabusi next year, you know, and just maybe do PFL and go for that. I think, I mean, he's coming into a division where there's literally 20 great welterweights that could give MVP a problem. I'm not saying he would lose. I'm just saying he could. they could give him a problem. Well, you would think... I feel like maybe we talked about this on
2: spinning back click, or maybe it was a private conversation. But yeah, uh, there are ways you can get him in the UFC and give him certain matchups that would be fun. You know, Steven right. Wonderboy Thompson, right, is a name that gets thrown out. Although that doesn't seem like the easiest match as of late, right? So it doesn't seem like it's a lock. But guys like that, maybe you could do. What does MVP want though? You know, is he trying to win a belt? So he just trying to make money because his shelf life at the UFC is just not going to be that long. There's too many guys, especially up towards the top, with just high-level wrestling, more experience. It's it's a tough road to that title. If you go to PFL, though, you can win a million dollars. There's the guy at the top right now has kind of a favorable matchup style-wise to you. Yeah. So I, I would say why not go there and just try it out? And if it doesn't work, then you know maybe then you can go to the UFC or something.
0: Yeah. The thing with the UFC is they have a lot of fighters and they don't really worry about your needs, which his need right now is he's getting older. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they're going to treat him like Michael Chandler. He didn't win a title like Michael Chandler did. Michael Chandler won and recaptured that same belt a few times. He was more popular than MVP. MVP is just as exciting as Chandler. He's had some violent finishes. Who knows? It all depends. They could throw him in there like Ben Askren. Ben Askren got Robbie Lawler right off the bat, you know? And yeah. then his reward for that was, was Jorge Masvidal. But in one year, that guy was... I mean, he came over and did well in the UFC. He was really, really popular, Ben Askren. And so maybe he does something like that. I'd love to see him versus uh ian machado gary for example i'd love to see him against wonder boy thompson that's another great name mm-hmm. uh, i don't want to see him against homs no you know i i'd like but he's more of a middleweight now i guess uh, i'd like Covington. to see him going home yeah i would not like to see him against Usman. Like, yeah eventually he's got to work his way to that but who knows he uh, might just say give me the toughest matchup and if i win that what's up you know dude O'Malley was going so slow up the ladder, and then somehow Sean Shelby goes, how about him and Peter Jan? And once he beat Peter Jan, it was on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And that was a tall task, but he got past it. Controversial or not, he got past it, and the only thing that made sense after that was the champ. But he was really, really, really taking it slow, and then all of a sudden all his eggs were in that basket.
2: You know what i what I would do? If, so I'm going to be his manager here for a second. You know how Mike Perry is the replacement fighter for the Logan Paul fight? Mm-hmm. I would say, instead of him just dicking around, waiting to see what's going to happen, why don't I box him? If, if uh, what's-his-nuts falls out, then, all right, I guess I lose my matchup if Dylan Dennis uh, does not fight. But if he doesn't, let's box. We already did it once in Bare Knuckle. Let's box, but if I win... I get Logan Paul next.
0: I would do something like that. That's interesting. If he loses, his stock with the UFC drops big time. I don't think they would bother signing him. But again, maybe he could go to PFL. Oh, uh, it's interesting. He hasn't fought as much as people think he has. I mean, he he's can got, sell like, a fight, solid record. But I he, I know when I've looked at his record recently. He had long lulls of not fighting. He's 36 years of age as of right now. Is his next birthday's not till April. So so far his last five fights have been Let's see here. Yamaguchi in March of 2023. So he needs to get another one in 2023. In 2022 he only had one. It was a loss to Logan Storley, split decision loss in May of 2022. Before that he fought in October and May of 2021, that's okay. Two fights. Both wins. Douglas Lehman and Derek Anderson. Once in 2020. Three times. To- no, shit. How many times? So This can't be right. Five times in 2029. Okay, okay. So after 2029, probably said, let me chill. He didn't fight at all in 2017. So that's literally a few years where he's either fought one time or no times. In the last six years but yeah mm-hmm. like i said i i, I want to see him come in and just get a big name I, i'd love to see him in the ufc but if the ufc you know uh promotes him properly and match makes him properly i think they can get something out of him eventually he's gonna have to run into one of those force one of those forces uh like that that, that likes to wrestle like a kamaru or colby or, or hamzat you know they're very committed to it and you know, you gotta, you gotta earn your stripes that night, but there's a, there's a few other fighters that I think can give you an entertaining fight. Bilal, he's been striking more than wrestling. Bilal's smart though. I, I don't think he'd want to strike with venom with MVP. Anyway, he's out there. That's some news there. Cody Garbrand doesn't predict a long O'Malley reign. He has a mixed reaction. Congratulate him. Gave him his props as he rose to the occasion, but he just doesn't think he'll have a long reign. You know, to be fair, not a lot of people do. Um, O'Malley's really, really kind of like a a Rodney Dangerfield, you know. No respect. Have you noticed that?
2: A little bit, yeah. It's true. And
0: wow. that wonder kid, Viaggio Ali Walsh, he got a win at PFL. I should have mentioned that as well. Uh there's one other fight that got booked that I'd like to kind of finish off with. Um I missed it here. What Can I say something
2: it? about that uh, Biagio-Ali-Walsh fight? Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people were saying early stoppage. And I get where they're coming from. But you have to remember that it's an amateur fight. And amateur fights tend to have a little bit of a shorter leash, especially when blood starts to come out and all that. So now, um, look, man, I don't think that's why the referee jumped in but I think it worked out in his favor and ended up probably being the right choice.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. i have to trust you because I missed it. Nasrat Hackparas fights Landon Quinones UFC 293 on September 9th. Myra Bueno Silva failed a drug test. She says due to her HD, HD medication, she took it on the chin and said, hey, look, I didn't knowingly do this. If I did it, knowing that it would, you know, pop like that, put out a statement. But we'll see. This could be a minimum of two years for her, man. Uh, yeah. Juliana Pena ride right away, pounced on the occasion and kind of gave her some some crap.
2: You know, Juliana Pena is something else, man. But I have to give her tara The way she put it was actually kind of funny. Uh-huh. Uh but i don't think this is going to be the worst infraction with usada they kind of kind of i think uh understand a little bit what was going on here mm-hmm. and um we'll have to see i think there's going to
0: be more to the story and she was pretty honest about it so i think that can be appreciated it goes for anything in life it seems like i think if you go to the mm-hmm. judge and go I'm sorry, Judge, you're right. I was going 85. I should have only been going 55. And I'm ready to take my consequences. You know, he gives you a look to see if your bullshitting, and then stamps and says, hey, pay this fine and uh, go to driver's ed or something and you're good. And But it looks like that's what she's going to do. However, what it has done, I think it's got to clear the path for Raquel Pennington versus Juliana Pena at this point, right? I think so, and,
2: you know, it might help Holly Holm out, right? Because you might go back and look at it now. It's a no contest, I would imagine.
0: This is true, but she doesn't
2: have momentum, I don't think. Oh, no, 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 not not for the shot. Just, you know, she's
0: not had the uh, best tail end of her career. No, she hasn't. And in there, Juliana Juliana Peña even said something about beating up on 41-year-olds or something, so... Holly kind of took a straight bullet there. <laughs> you know, she's probably going, bitch, what I do to you? You know what I mean? like. Yeah. <laughs> but we still have no Bantamweight champion. I, I wish they would throw something on the books. Mm-hmm. Uh, I suppose Caitlin Vera is another one that would have a say in this. She recently beat Penny Kianzad. She did lose to Raquel Pennington earlier this year. That's why I think Pennington on five in a row qualifies Kenya was going to fight until she pulled out, and that's why Irene Aldana stepped in, and that's why I think it'll go back to them. Myra Bueno Silva was making some noise until this, this thing happened. Plus, yeah. I think Aaron Blanchfield said, "Hey, if you're if you're not going to fight me, I'll uh I'll move up and fight." Now that said, they gave her the Manon. Wait, is it Manon Firon? She fights mm-hmm. in Singapore this weekend.
2: Manon Fierro. Is that who it is? Uh, wait, she doesn't fight this weekend, does she?
0: Or maybe it's next weekend. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have all these with me right here. Uh, she fights. Oh, Aaron Blanchfield versus Tyler Santos, who just who who had a great fight against Valentina Shevchenko. So that that's solid. Uh, the next week is Manon Fioran against Rose Namajunas. So things are heating up in that weight class as well, the flyweights. Of course, Grosso the following weekend, fights Valentina Shevchenko here in Las Vegas. What are they calling that one? UFC Noche or something like that? Yeah, it's got a weird name. It, it, that almost seems like they're trying too hard, huh? A little bit. It's Well, I guess it's Grosso versus Shevchenko. It's, it's also known like as I UFC mean, Fight Night 226, UFC on, F- on ESPN Plus 85, and, U- and Noche UFC, they're calling it. Hmm. Mm. What's on that card? They lost Chris Curtis. I know that. Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Maddalena. Kevin Holland's fighting already? Wow. Against Jack Della Maddalena. Raul Rosas Jr. against Terrence Mitchell. And Lufita Godinas and Sam Hughes. Tracy Cortez and Jasmine Jesuda Vicious. That's good. All right. All right. All right. I kind of hear you guys. Roman Kapalov versus Josh Frem. Huh. All right, all right, guys. Anything else, man? Uh, I think with Tavares taking up so much time, we're going to cut it a little bit short. As far as covering the latest, we kind of went over that that PED thing going on with Mayra Buena Silva. I think we put UFC 292 to bed earlier this week. PFL, mm-hmm. they got a date. It's November. Uh, had it here. Hold on. It's Black Friday. I know that. So it's the 24th of November in Washington, D.C., so we have a date and location there.
2: Yeah, no, just looking forward to the Saturday and find out what, uh, you know, Max Holloway's just been through so much in his career, you wonder when that decline is going to start, but uh, unless your name is Volkanovsky, you know, he, he's a tough out. We'll just see where he's at now, but Korean Zombie's definitely got to be
0: on his way out. He's gonna jack him up, man. I think so, dude. I think so. It's just hard to say with so many upsets now. Korean Zombie cracks really hard, but Max Holloway striking is on point. I just don't think he's gonna get many free shots at Max Holloway, and Max Holloway puts on a uh, a lot, you know. A lot of volume. Span, Ryan Span versus Anthony Smith. Alex Caceres against Giga Chikazzi. Man, he hasn't fought in 18 months. Aaron Blanchfield against Tyler Santos. Tune in, folks. Remember, uh, adjusted start time for that. 8 a.m. Pacific. Sorry, 8 a.m. Eastern for the main card on ESGM+. 8 a.m. Eastern. I mean, it's 5 a.m. for us. That's just for the main card. The prelims start at 5 a.m. Eastern, which is 2 a.m. for us. Mm -hmm. So That's that's basically an all-night of fights. If anyone's going to stay up the whole night, I don't know. Not me. I don't think I can. Anyways, folks, enjoy your weekend. You know we got you covered here on MMA Junkie for all the best coverage of mixed martial arts and some of that exhibition, celebrity boxing, whatever it's called, submission grappling results, things like that, man. We're all over it. Anything that's attached to combat sports via our MMA athletes, We're there, and on Mondays, we'll be talking about all this spinning back click. Um, We go at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific for the next nine weeks or so. So just think of that, and then we'll remind you when it's back to the normal start time. Monday, 8 a.m. Eastern, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, over at our YouTube channel, or just go to Junkie and follow the links. All right, go be a champion. We'll talk to you soon.